I offer this as Mino Kuyo, and so that the three treasures of the true Buddhism of the sowing can expand its influence, power, and beneficence, and ever more widely prevail. Nam Welcome back, friends, to another edition of Soka Gaga Becoming Nichiren Shoshu Member. I'm your host, Zanzan, and I just got back from Myoshinji Temple over the weekend. Yay! Oh, it was amazing. I got to see the Joju Gohonzon. Oh, you got to go see one. You have to go to a temple and see one. If you haven't seen one, you should go and see one. It's amazing. You don't have to be a member to see one. You can just go and check it out, and uh, you'll definitely want to be a member after that. <laughs> Ah, I, I hope to just extend all of the benefit through the airwaves to all of you. And while I was there for the 10-hour chanting, called 10-hour Shodai Relay, oh, it was amazing. I was with my good friends, good Hokeiko friends, and we met up and chanted at their house, and then we chanted the last hour at the temple, oh, and the evening gongyo there, oh, it was amazing. And then they had a an indigo dying... Uh, activity where we used real indigo dye and dyed uh, white handkerchiefs and they dipped them in the dye and they turned green at first and they, they were joking around they were like they're like uh oh why is it doing that did we use the wrong dye it was and then as it oxidized it turned beautiful indigo it was just such a great experience and I brought some Nintendo hats uh, for the, the temple, offered them to the temple, and um, the assistant priest, Reverend Nakamura, told me that uh, he thanked me. He said that you know, Nintendo is really popular in Japan, and I, I felt good hearing him say that. And yeah, it was it was such an experience. Oh, and then the young adults group, Hokeiko people, we all gathered and went and had some noodle soup and talked and talked and talked. It was great. And then another member gave me an abundance of material to read to all of you. <laughs> so, so I have more material. Oh, I'm so excited. So we're going to go in uh, my Buddhist time machine. We're going to go back in time to 1999 and 2002. This is an Nichiren Shoshu Monthly. It's a special issue. The kickoff ceremony to 2002 head, held at Head Temple Tai Sekichi. And so that's what I'm going to be reading. If any of you have that at home, we're going to be on page one. This is the opening message. And you've joined me again at Cafe Mario, so excuse me while I have some coffee. Okay, this is by Reverend Yanasaka, Chief Priest of Honseiji Temple. Tarnished Mirror and Polished Mirror. Even a tarnished mirror will shine like a jewel if it is polished. A mind that presently is clouded by illusions originating from the innate darkness of life is like a tarnished mirror. But once it is polished, it will become clear, reflecting the enlightenment of immutable truth. Shimpen Gosho, page 416. This passage from the Gosho on attaining Buddhahood teaches the way people attain enlightenment. It also teaches an essential attitude regarding the practice of faith. The ultimate objective of our practice is to elevate our life conditions to that of the Buddha, that is to say, the attainment of Buddhahood in, in this life and in the next. Many people think that one becomes a Buddha only in death. Others think that Buddhahood is gaining entry into the Pure Land where the Buddha resides. Most people think of a Buddha as an extraordinary being possessing some kind of supernatural powers or a unique human being endowed with very special qualities. 
Their notions about the Buddha are far removed from real life. Let's suppose, hypothetically, a person somehow became endowed with so-called supernatural powers. Their concerns would change, becoming so different that the chances of such a person losing sight of reality or truth are great, and as a result, they would most likely end up being very unhappy. The Daishonin teaches us to be, quote, to be peaceful and secure in this life and reborn in the next, excuse me, the Daishonin teaches us, quote, to be peaceful and secure in this life and reborn happy in the next existence, end quote. In other words, the people in the age of the latter day of the law, which is now, will attain Buddhahood as we are without discarding our present form as normal people. This is because, from Nichiren Daishonin's Buddhism, to become a Buddha means to be endowed with the same compassionate mind as the Buddha and to lead a life of compassion as he did. In this way, the Daishonin's teaching rejects outrageous notions that in order to attain Buddhahood we must discard ourselves, physically and spiritually, or that we must cloister ourselves from the rest of the world. We are able to reach enlightenment in the very same bodies our parents gave us. We are able to attain Buddhahood in this lifetime. To attain this, we have to be well-versed in many Buddhist teachings, understanding both religious and secular matters, and making maximum use of our own abilities and skills. By doing this, we can make contributions and offer our services for the betterment of our society. This will enable us to live each day to the fullest and with the greatest satisfaction to build a lives of truly worth living. When we look around us, how many people are living lives of satisfaction? Everywhere we look, people spend their lives harnessed under the burdens of suffering and hardship. People all over the world are desperately trying to simply make a living. Observing these adverse conditions, I wonder how it is remotely possible for human beings to become Buddhas. The Daishonin states with absolute conviction that everyone is able to reach enlightenment. He elucidates that our current situations, whether it is of suffering and hardship or the blissful state of happiness, is the two aspects of innate darkness and immutable truth. The word mumyo means ignorance that derives from a lack of wisdom to perceive the truth. This state is sometimes referred to as guchi, which means a condition devoid of any wisdom. There are two major categories of illusion. One, the fundamental darkness. Two, all other remaining illusions to darkness. Fundamental darkness is the last and most deeply rooted of all illusions, and it is the same as guchi. It lies in the deepest depths of the mind, below the level of consciousness, in which all experiences, not only, the present, not only of the present, but also from our previous lifetimes, are stored. This fundamental darkness ultimately stems from the time without beginning. The second category, all other illusions, refers to all other types of ignorance. Buddhism teaches that the or origin of all suffering and unhappiness is illusion. The word shinyo is translated as immutable truth. It describes a state of ultimate reality. It is synonymous with hōshō, which is defined as the eternal and unchanging truth inherent in all things. It is the essential nature of the law, the enlightened nature that all life innately possesses. This enlightened nature is also inherent in us. It is because we possess this enlightened nature that people like us can attain Buddhahood. Therefore, the manifestation of this essential nature is what is called Buddhahood. Now, illusion and immutable truth dwell in the same place despite their natures being mutually exclusive. Both exist in our minds, in our Ichinin. Ichinin means the mind, 
but does not merely indicate a place where one thinks or feels anger or joy. Rather, it refers to a more basic realm, the life moment inherent in the deepest depths of our lives. It is the ultimate reality. Immutable or essential truth is a state of com is a state completely devoid of innate darkness or illusion. Yet in reality, truth and delusion overlap each other, making their appearances according to how one's mind perceives the truth. Astonishing as it is, in one mind, both illusion and ultimate reality exist concurrently. The relation between illusion and ultimate reality, and common people and a Buddha, can be explained precisely through the metaphor of a tarnished mirror and a polished mirror. The mirrors of the ancient past were made of metal. If left unattended, the surface soon became tarnished, which prevented reflection of an image. For this reason, these mirrors required constant polishing. A polished mirror with a reflection of a clear image is like a state of enlightenment, eternal truth. A tarnished one, however, is like a state of illusion in which images become distorted reflections of the truth. The important point here is that it is not two different mirrors, one with a reflection of a clear image, but that the manifestation of the two phenomena is contingent upon the condition of the mirror. The exact same thing can be said of ordinary people and a Buddha. A Buddha is not a categorically different being, but a person who manifests Buddhahood from the depths of life. Therefore, there is no essential difference between a normal person and a Buddha. It is the difference between a mind filled with illusions, such as heretical beliefs and erroneous views that cause suffering and unhappiness. In contrast, a mind filled with the compassion of a Buddha manifests the state of Buddhahood. For a tarnished mirror to become a polished, shiny mirror, it is important to eliminate the tarnish by constantly polishing it. We maintain the crystal-clear state of Shinyo to awaken to the state of eternal and unchanging truth through a correct practice. Cultivate the strong points. The relationship between illusion and an enlightened nature, and that between one's strengths and weaknesses, though this is somewhat of an oversimplification, is similar. This occurs within both our physical and spiritual selves. Let me give you an example. Children study hard at school. Why do they study? It is simply because they want to enroll in top-ranking universities or work for some prestigious company. Or is it simply because they want to enroll in top-ranking universities or work for some prestigious company? Their immediate short-term goals may be so, yet their ultimate goal in life must be to lead a meaningful, creative life filled with personal satisfaction and happiness. We also see children who are apathetic and don't do well in school. Perhaps we even discover that they harbor feelings of total resignation or even despair. They doubt that they are intelligent enough or think they are greatly flawed and worthless. Some of these children have already given up on life. When this happens, I, I think we should encourage these children to polish their own mirrors of enlightened truth. I think instead of working hard to improve their weaknesses or trying to eliminate their flaws, it is better to develop their good points so that they will be able to develop their own unique personalities and build their characters. It is important at the same time to teach them to base their lives on faith and to lead active lives dedicated to the spread of the true law. Encouraging others, whether it is adults or children, requires that you yourself first set a good example by doing what you say, which will in turn result in the improvement of your own practice of faith. There are countless ways to improve one's strong points.
But we must never forget that the most fundamental ways to maintain faith in the Gohonzon and chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo throughout our lives. All over the world we hear endless news of economic recession, human tragedies and conflict. Recently, I talked to a cab driver who is a Hokeko member. He mentioned that his earnings were down. After our talk, he decided to chant and offer prayers for the successful attainment of the, gener of the General Tozon in commemoration of the 750th anniversary of the founding of True Buddhism. I later received a phone call from him. His voice was filled with joy. He told me that his business earnings had improved remarkably. Not only was he himself surprised, but his fellow workers were also greatly impressed. Hearing this good news also made me very happy. The faith of Hokeiko believers is precisely this, to become one with the compassionate mind of High Priest Niken Shonen. In doing so, your prayers are answered without fail. The first step toward the 300,000 believers General Tozan must begin with the Kosenrufu of your own family. Having achieved this, all the family members can strive together in harmonious efforts of Shakabuku. This is the true Hokeiko family which have accomplished the protection and preservation of the law from one generation to another, which in Japanese is called Hoto, Sosu, Hoto Sosoku. Finally, let us make our utmost efforts to work for Kosenrufu in our own families so that the entire family can participate in the general Tozan together. Let us also make progress in the chanting of Daimoku as our foremost practice of faith. Wow, thank you for listening to that. Wasn't that great? I love it. And again, this is an old issue, so the current high priest is high priest Nichinyo Shonen. But I just love that uniting with the mind of the high priest to become one with the compassionate mind of high priest. Oh, what a great key. And then to chant, to, to what, to chant and offer prayers for the successful attainment of the Tozans. Yes, this year we're having the 800th year, I think, uh, commemorative Tozans all year, I think, multiple of them. Uh, I think I said that right. So I am definitely chanting for the success of these Tozans. How about you? Let's do this together. What do you say? Let's all unite with the high priest's compassionate mind and chant for the success of the Tozans so that our own lives can blossom and we can impress our own families and co-workers. What do you say? What do you say? Okay, anyway, I can't hear you, but I hope you're agreeing. <laughs> this podcast is in direct refutation of the Soka Gakkai's counterfeit doctrines and scroll. Who makes the scroll? I was talking to a Soka Gakkai member yesterday, actually, on the interwebs, and she, she just kept saying that she practices the correct teachings and that I, I hang out with slanderers and stuff, and I was just thinking to myself, and then she started to degrade my character, started talking about my personal life, and I was, I was like, I, I asked her, I said, what, what are you practicing that, that makes you think it's okay to try to degrade someone's life in an attempt to tell them they're wrong? This, this, that's not Buddhism, you know. Where's, where's the compassion? Where's the patience? Where's the wisdom? It's not in the Sokogakai, that's for sure. And I just kept asking her, where's the, who makes your scroll? Why do you follow a man instead of the law? You know, why have you abandoned the teachings and, and followed someone who's taken them and changed them so dramatically every seven to ten years? And she had no answers. It was just, then it got to a base conversation and I, I had to distance myself because I, I didn't want to fall into the lower realms. 
And, and that was my attempt at Sai Shakabuku, the Re Shakabuku. Man, that was difficult, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I was around my Hokeko young adult group friends, and so right away I was bolstered back up to a nice high life condition, and then we skedaddled off to do evening gongyo at Myoshinchi Temple before I hopped on the plane back home. It was, it was quite an event. I am so happy to have been able to do that, and I look forward to doing it again. Thank you for joining me. Nam myo renge kyo, nam myo renge kyo, nam myo renge kyo. And thanks for the reading material, Maurice. Hey there, it's me again. And I want to just remind all of you that I know very little about this Buddhism. I am reading a lot about it to you all. And I want to just remind everybody that calling the temple is really one of the basic underlying themes of this podcast. Whether you're in Nichiren Shoshu and you haven't called in a while, or whether you're a Sokagakai and you're looking for answers about what's going on, or you, or you actually just want to talk to a priest instead of hearing what other people are saying about them. So if you live in Los Angeles, Myohoji Temple's phone number is 323-656-2888. And if you live in San Francisco area, Myoshinji Temple, the phone number is 510-222-8372. And that's the temple I belong to. And uh, Myogyoji Temple in Chicago, that phone number is going to be 630-293-5235. And if you happen to live out in Washington, D.C., that phone number for you for that temple is going to be 301-593-9397. And if you happen to live in New York, that temple, Setsuji, is going to be 718-961-7269. Now I see an H and a 4 there. That might be a typo. And maybe it's something you need to press. So if you're trying to reach Myosetsuji, try all of those. Ho, or look up Myosetsuji on somewhere else. This is off of the internshoshu.org. Honseiji Temple in Hawaii's phone number is going to be 808-235-8486. All right, there you go. You're armed with knowledge. Use it. <laughs>